This is the Sold School Podcast, Episode 2. Welcome to the Sold School Podcast. I'm your host, Will Mansour. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Getty. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's happening? All good, brother. Today, we are talking about an amazing topic. It's why real estate agents fail. In this episode, you're going to learn a lot of things on what not to do and a lot of things on what to do and how to do them. So make sure you stick around to the end. And also, we appreciate you all. Please subscribe to this podcast. It releases every Wednesday. You'll get notified when we post new content. Uh, Without further ado, let's get right into this. You ready, Sean? Always. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so Sean, we're here now talking about why real estate agents fail. So you and I have both encountered a lot of agents in our time me more than you, but regardless, we have, we've always been around people who struggle in our business. And, and today uh, for our listeners, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Just some housekeeping. Remember to uh, subscribe and, uh, and, and get notified when new content becomes available. Uh, We also have a a room, sorry, on clubhouse uh, every Tuesday morning at 10 AM Eastern time, we will be in there talking all things real estate. Make sure you come in and say hello. We'll bring you up on stage and we'll talk to you so you can talk to everybody else. It's called Sold School Real Estate, hosted by myself and Sean. So, realtors who fail, brother, let's go. Let's get right into this. So, give me your top thing why you think realtors fail, because I have mine. Oh, yeah. The number one is for sure the easiest one. <clears throat> they don't understand what the job is, right? They, they think that the job is coming in and buying and selling houses, doing deals, doing write-ups, uh, like all the flash that you see that's out there. They don't understand that our job is prospecting, getting leads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number sure. one. Yeah. hundred percent. Number one is prospecting. And, um, you know, what, what's the saying we have if you're not prospecting? You're not employed. That's right, brother. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I can't tell you how many people, and you know them as well, that see the success people have, including us. And they're like, I want that success too. I'm going to go get my real estate license and I'm going to drive nice cars and have you know, a property portfolio and do all this stuff. They're already five to 10 years ahead. They haven't even thought about what they're going to do, which you know, is why they fail. Right. A lot of times people ask me what car they should buy coming into real estate. I'm like, dude, you can have a bus pass. It doesn't matter. Like, like you need to get the A to B. Save that money and that energy for for lead gen because that's what you're going to need. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy. I mean, we all know people that are in our business that own really expensive cars and they just can't afford uh, to put gas in them, right? But they got a Mercedes or a Lambo or whatever, uh, and that that impresses people. But, you know, there are agents that also uh, drive, you know, just random cars that are, you know, the the lower end uh, class cars and, and do just well, really well in the business. So um, I think that's something for later on. But, you know, as far as prospecting goes, if you're a new agent and you're not prospecting, you are already starting with the needle going the other way. So let's talk about prospecting. So what, what would you do as a new agent uh, when you are licensed and before you are licensed prospecting wise? 
for sure. So like I encountered a few reasons why people don't want to prospect. Uh, Cause as you know, I, I trained so many agents, right. Including my team. <clears throat> and um, what happens is so many people have a fear that they don't know enough. So they don't prospect because subconsciously they, they don't think they can do anything for that person, even if they get them as, as a client. Yeah. So I think that's one of the most, most basic things to understand is that the fear stops them from doing the prospecting in the first place. If that makes sense. So the fear of getting a client and not knowing what to do because they think that they have to know everything about everything when they get right. it. Yeah. So I think that's where I would probably start. Um, I don't even think this is where I do start with people now is yes, prospecting is the most important thing, but educating yourself on different parts of the business so that you have confidence to talk to people. So now what we do is um, when we're running across any kind of situation with a client or a customer, or even just the, the meetings that we have, is we start dissecting the things that people would need to know about real estate. And so we start talking about the financial side of the real estate, the construction side of real estate, the renovation side of real estate, and anything that they might have a conversation with with a client. And then we get them to actually write a blog about it because if they write a blog, that's them teaching. And if you could teach it, you can understand it. And then I know this is like not to do with prospecting, but it's the mindset of, of getting people comfortable so that when they have conversations, they'll actually do the prospecting. Yeah, my, mindset's huge, and and I, I I totally buy into what you're you're selling there because um, you know if you have a fear mindset, um, it doesn't matter how much you know, it won't translate. And you know the way to to get into that state uh, where in in your mind where you are confident because let's be honest, a lot of agents, you know, they're all nervous about oh I am brand new. I haven't been doing this for long. And we're talking agents that are zero to six to 12 months in the business are still talking with that fear mindset. Like I'm new. So, you know, I had someone come to me that was new and said, um, you know, well, what do I say to somebody when they ask me how many years I've been in the business? And I'm like, well, do you own a house? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, when'd you buy it? They're like five years ago. I said, well, you've been in the real estate business for five years. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, and then, you know, obviously there's a lot of other building blocks for confidence, but a lot of these agents are failing because of the fear they have of, you know, they go out, they get a pro like how many agents do we know that do a lot of lead gen? They have all these leads because we teach them how to do the lead gen. And then all of a sudden they don't know what the hell to do with them. Right. They don't yeah. know how to nurture. They don't know how to convert. And so yeah. these leads they're paying for come in and they just sit there. They're not watering the seeds. Right. And so that's another reason why a lot of these agents uh, fail. I think a big one is a lot of them are overwhelmed at the beginning with training. And so they've just got out of school and they've now got their real estate license. And now they're back into training for three months or whatever, when they should be out there talking to their sphere generating leads, prospecting, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like, this is the thing that I, I hope everybody that's listening understands is there is an unlimited amount of customers. There's like an unlimited amount of people to work with. <clears throat> and what happens is it is totally reasonable to, to, to know that you're not going to be good at the beginning. Like you're, you're, you're going to fumble deals. You're going to fumble customers. You're going to fumble situations and you want to do that because what happens is that's what's going to teach you the most valuable lessons moving forward. 
But if you don't fumble through things, you'll never learn that lesson and you'll never get to grow. So understand that like, yeah, when you're starting out with somebody, you're, you're going to say the wrong thing. You're not going to know what to do in a situation. And instead of just like dwelling and letting that get you down and, and stop prospecting and stop moving forward is to dissect the situation and why you fumbled and what you didn't know. And then like just Google and YouTube and reach out to different people and find the answers to those situations so that you've, you've got that in your tool belt moving forward. Yeah, no, 100%. We all learn by our failures, right? I think that's a really important point that you just made there is that, you know, people are scared of failing, but you want to fail because that's how you learn and get better. I mean, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We've all failed in the past. We've been fired. We've been hired because of our our, our, our experiences along the way have, have taught us and got us to where we are today, which is amazing. So if I'm a new agent and I haven't been licensed yet. Say I'm getting licensed in like a month or so. I want to talk a little bit about, is there stuff that agents that are not licensed can do um, prior to getting their license and being and making it official? To, so that when they are licensed, they're not standing there going, okay, now what? Yeah. This is something that I wish I did and advice that I wish I took, right? So people are telling me to let people know that you're getting into real estate before you're in real estate so that you kind of hit the ground running a little bit. And my big problem, one, I was terrified coming in the business for sure. And then the other one is um, I worked for a builder when uh, before I got my license and I wasn't allowed to be a realtor and a builder. Uh, you're just not allowed to do it here. So I was trying to keep the realtor thing on the DL, like on the down low because I still needed that job, right? And as soon as I got my license, I got my first listing, I probably got let go from being from the builder side. So I should I should have just let it happen anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. letting people know that you're coming into the business. Yeah, you know, I, I see a lot, of, a lot of people's social media profiles um, and they say, you know, studying to be a realtor, right? They put that in there, which is kind of cool because not only are they letting people like us know, but they're also letting their sphere know that their followers know that they're, they're going to be an agent. Um, I think the other thing too, that I would suggest is start making a list of everybody that already knows, likes, and trusts you, right? So that you have that. You don't want to be doing that. You already know what that list is before you started your license. You might as well get it down in, a, in an Excel sheet so you can put it into your CRM. There's also you know, reading books, I mean, YouTube, Google, um, people that are joining our group that are not licensed um, yet get access to our five-day training, uh, and which is massive. I mean, there's so much in five days they get from that. Uh, just yesterday, one of the agents joining us, she's not even licensed yet. Uh, she's brand new and she did, she's doing our five day training. I, I sent you a, a, I actually posted on my story, the, the screenshot of the, of what she said, and it's mind blowing. And so the more you can absorb uh, before you get licensed, I think it's, it's the better. You can't advertise that you're an agent because you're not, because you're not licensed, but it doesn't mean you can't absorb everything that you possibly can before you get licensed as an agent. Right. Yep. For sure. Another One thing of the other things too. Oh, sorry to cut you off. I just had a note here is market stats research, right? Like get to know your market that you're going to be selling in uh, and keep a finger on the pulse because 
buyers and sellers are super sophisticated these days. And, and there's a chance as, as a realtor who's brand new, your clients probably know more than you do. Very likely. Like very, <laughs> very likely. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 No. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I think what about what's your thoughts on, and I know this, but for the listeners, what are your thoughts on creating a schedule, a time block? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> not a fan. So I'm probably the only person that says this in the industry, in, in any industry. John and I get along so well because opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing with schedule, like you, you do need and want to build a schedule. Um, but what happens is you need to be, in my opinion, you need to be flexible with that schedule. So, um, you know, for example, like when you're starting out, you're not going to have any clients. Totally fine. Once you build your schedule on prospecting, very, very quickly, you're going to have a ton of business. Like, for example, for me, uh, the last version of my team, I'm, a, I'm on the seventh version of my team, uh, but the last version of my team, um, I purposely shut my business down, my personal production, purposely shut it down so that I could be available for the team 24-7. I could be on their appointments, their meetings, prospecting for them and with them. So I literally like, well, you know me, I do like 10, 15 deals on a month easy, right? Like, like 20 yep. deals, 25 deals on a good month my, myself. And uh, I was down to like two deals, three deals a month, which is like nothing for me, right? So I had a dead pipeline and uh, we ended up cleaning house and literally getting rid of everybody uh, and starting again, it's a seventh version. But I started with, with a pipeline that didn't exist, right? I was like, like basically quote unquote, a new agent again. So I started prospecting. And the week that I started prospecting, I put up $55,000 commission the first week and we're probably about a hundred grand this month generated from zero. Nothing. Yeah. So I had to rebuild my schedule around prospecting. And now what happens is because my pipeline is full, I can't have that schedule that I had before because I can't prospect as much because now I'm servicing clients. But I know there's key things that come KPIs, key performance indicators. But there's things that I need to have in my schedule every day to keep that pipeline going. So like, I know I need to do two hours of social media prospecting. Will I do two hours in the morning, the afternoon, the evening? Will I do, you know, six blocks of 15 minutes or whatever it's going to be, or eight blocks sorry, of 15 minutes? Like who knows, right? Yeah. But I know I just need to get that done. So instead of making a schedule, I have blocks of time that I need to get done throughout the day. Those are time blocks, by the way. Well, no, but like... But they're they're moving, they're moving, they're moving time blocks. They're moving time blocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're so anti-time block. I love it. <laughs> time block one day, man. You're gonna time block. But yeah, no, I I I know and I respect that. And you know, a lot of people fail because they're busy being busy. They're not busy being productive, right? So in your case, you're you're saying, okay, I got two hours a day. We'll take social media, for example, and you're going to be utilizing those two hours whenever they are throughout the day to make sure you do those eight 15 minute blocks to be productive, not busy, right. On your prospecting, because like we said earlier, if you're not prospecting, you're unemployed. I don't care if you're a new agent, you're a five-year agent, a 10 year, a 20, you need to be prospecting all the time, all the time. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I agree. 
Yeah, like for anybody that's new that's listening here, like the, the number one thing I hope you take away from this is that your job is prospecting. And the benefit of a job well done is buyers and sellers. 100%. Yeah. And, and you know, like we talked about, like a schedule, um, I think it's really important that that schedule starts in the morning at like five or six, hopefully five, the earlier, the better. So you can get what you need to get done by eight o'clock and the rest is gravy, right? That's another whole nother uh, show of ours. But the schedule is important because if, if you wake up and you don't know what you're doing that day because you haven't reviewed it the night before, well, what are you doing? Where's your focus? And, and that brings me to my next point is that a lot of agents fail because they're not focused in what they're doing, right? They're focused on too many things rather than one thing being prospecting. And so uh, this is sounding like a little bit of a prospecting show, but it's the reason why a lot of agents fail because they don't know what they don't know. And because of that, their lack of focus uh, causes them to just keep spiraling downwards. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Yep. It's, it's the, the thing is that they don't understand what the job is and that they're afraid to get clients. Yeah. 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 Because if they get a client, they're like, shit, now what? Right. Yeah. So they just make every excuse in the book to keep busy instead of going and getting the, the client because we're all afraid of failure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing too is accountability. So when you're a new agent and you join a, a big box brokerage, you know, a collection agency, as I like to call them, uh, they don't really, uh, a little plug there indirectly, but they don't really, they don't really, uh, they give you training. I'm not going to say they don't, but it's not state of the art training with accountability partners and so on and so forth to keep you on your toes. Right. Um, and I think an accountability partner is great because they, they have a lot of different dynamics, right? Not only do they keep you on your toes, but you can also reach out to that accountability partner and do role playing. Um, if you wanted to work on scripts, if that's what you were into, you could do script training with them for not only warm sphere and door knocking, but cold calls. If you were into that, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what are your thoughts on accountability partners. Uh, I think accountability partners are huge, right? It's, it's another critical component to your business. Um, one thing that I've learned by being on all the panels that I get to go on. So like, um, right. Like I get to go on panels with the, the top realtors in the entire, well, not even Canada, like in, in North America. Mm. And, um, one thing that I hear again and again and again and again, and I've, I've actually seen it, uh, locally when I'm talking to HS as well is, um, so like a new agent wants the old agent's business, right. They like, they want to be doing 20 deals, 30 deals a, a year or whatever it's going to be. And um, yep. with the mentorship and the guidance from them, and you're one of the exceptions to the rule. But what I find in these panels is um, these older agents that have been around for a decade or two, they don't know what to do either, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, what happened is they, they made it through the first five years, the tough years, and they sold enough houses and, and did a great job to the point where they're starting to get repeat and referral business. So when I'm on these panels and I'm talking to people that are doing you know, the biggest production in the country, uh, the, the common thing that I keep hearing, and it's, it's sad to me, to be honest, because I know these people are mentoring people and I don't mean it disrespectfully, but they're like, oh yeah, you know, 98% of my business comes from referrals. You know, 98% of my business comes from repeat referrals. And like you hear it again and again and again, every panel, and you know that there's new agents on there and there's struggling agents on there. They can't, you can't teach repeat and referral. That's over time, no. right? It's over time. Yeah. So, so many of these new agents, they come on, like I was talking to one a week ago, 
she's so excited to come in the business and she's like, oh, I'm going to work under such and such. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, why did you want to go with them? Well, they've been doing this for 20 years and they've been doing so much business and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, where do they get their business from? And she's like, oh, well, she just has such a huge clientele base. I'm like, okay, well, what, what can she teach you? And she's like, well, she can teach me how to get a huge clientele base. I'm like, that she built 20 years ago before the internet, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, the, the things you're going to learn are going to be very irrelevant compared to today's skills that you can learn, right? 100%. Like yeah. for, for a good example, when you finally get your car, uh, did you get your Tesla yet? No? No, another, it got put off to February 5th. Okay. So when you get it, you'll see, right? Yeah. But like, like when I drive, so electric cars are going to replace gas cars. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. You're basically learning from someone that's still building gas cars is what's happening out there versus electric cars. And I'll tell you, like, I got friends with Lambos and Ferraris and like all these amazing rides and I've gotten to drive them. And I'm like, every time I get up, I'm like, man, like my car's faster yeah. and more comfortable <laughs> and more features. Yeah. Right. And because it was built by today's technology and you want to be learning from agents that are using today's methods and today's technology. So I would say if you're looking for mentors out there, for people who are talking about this and accountability partners, if I was looking for my ideal mentor and again, exceptions, well, you're one of them. But my ideal mentor is somebody who's five years or less in the business. Like, you know, I would say, even the, say three years or less in the business that is absolutely destroying the game. Right. Yeah. Someone that is, is doing a phenomenal job and is open and willing to help because that person built their business with only today's skills. Yeah. They're driving Tesla's not Lambo's and, you know, and, <laughs> well, you know, maybe both, maybe both. Yeah, maybe both. Yeah. And the thing is that uh, I like about that is, uh, and I can relate because I was one of those agents that was a 90, 10. Okay. 90, 10 of my 90% of my business came from sphere and referral. And the other 10 was cold leads. And so what I set out to do a, a few years ago now is I wanted to reduce that 90% down to 70, okay? I was still going to do a lot of business in that 70, but 30% of my business now, because I've forexed it, is now cold leads. And I do that through prospecting channels that I do for online lead gen and drip campaigns. And, and it's working. I mean, as we record this in about an hour and a half, I got showings with a buyer, I got through one of those campaigns, right? Traditional measures don't teach you to do that. They teach you to really work your sphere for repeat and referral business. And that's great. And there's a lot of different things you can do. And I'm a, I'm a Buffini training mentor for the 100 Days to Greatness program that teaches people how to do that. But that is the, that is the Lambo, okay? Where's the Tesla? And, and, and so, and I like that you brought that up because where's the new age where, and you know, lead gen is not new age. It's been going on forever, but, but how people do it and prospect like blitzing on social media that we teach our group how to do uh, lead gen campaigns. When you get the lead, how do you water the seed, right? What are you doing to nurture? What questions are you asking the pain principles? Right. And so, that, that is all bundled into the Tesla, which is amazing, other than the, you know, the Lambo um, previously traditional measures of, measures of working and watering that sphere, which you should do, yeah. right? And Those are Lambos are going electric this year, too, just so you know. You, yeah, you, I know. I know. 2022, you can no longer buy an all-gas Lambo. doesn't exist. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Uh, I love that. So, um, so now you want to learn from the, the, the electric Lambo guy. <laughs> I got an electric gas Jeep 
four by right yeah that's uh that's the wife's uh ride so but i think another thing too uh lack of direction when you start uh the plan like you know here's my top five here's here you know one of the things i like is if you don't really know what you don't know as far as prospecting goes, what are your thoughts on trying all different types of prospecting in time blocks for the first 30 days, for example, and then picking one that you really like? Because I think it's important that you like what you do or love. Uh, if you don't like a cold call, why are you cold calling? There's other ways to prospect, right? That's right. Um, so I do like that. that. That's what I did, right? So I tried everything. I think you have to understand if, if you're going to be that person that's going to go off on your own and try everything and try to blaze your own trail, uh, understand it is an extraordinarily bumpy, difficult trail to navigate. So I do think people should go out and try everything, 100%. Um, but I still think as well, there's shortcuts that people have already walked that trail and they can show you the path a lot quicker and a lot easier um, than you learning yourself. So I think like, you know, you, you want to have the skills and attributes of a top agent so why not shortcut yourself? And like, that's why you can either join a mentorship program, get a coach or, or join a team, the team that's going to help you in the right direction mm -hmm. um, and basically pay your way to getting a, a way quicker, way quicker growth in your business. And the cool thing is, is you don't have to pay for it upfront. Like you pay in a split in almost every one of those situations. So you're only, you're only paid on, um, uh, on your production and your growth. But I would say, yeah, you, you, you want to try everything. Right. But like, here's the thing, like, let's say, let's say you get a hold of one of the, the, one of the biggest trainers in the business right now, right? We don't have to say names. One of the biggest trainers in the business right now is a huge proponent of cold calling. That's all he talks about, right? Because that's how he grew his business 20 years ago. And he, you know, his claim to fame is he makes a million dollars a year and uh, he's made a million dollars a year for the last five years. And now he doesn't do any cold calls. It's all repeat and referral through the email list. And that's Definitely. cool. He was a 1090 and now he's a 9010, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then now what happened though is uh it took him like 15 years to do that, 16 years to do that. Okay. There's ways now where I'm like, I'm living proof, you can do it in two years. And the problem with the old methods and why, like if you try it all, you're gonna waste some time, that's someone that's already wasted their time. Yeah, uh, some of those methods are only conversations of one to one, and you can't scale one to one conversations. You have to have one to many conversations where every time you speak, hundreds or thousands of people hear it. So that way you have uh, that many more people, that many more conversations going, and that that much more amplification of results. So yes, they should try everything, but I think they should get a hold of someone that's already tried everything and can shortcut them. One hundred percent accurate, and. You know, there's agents that we have in our in our group, our collaboration group, that have, are, are prime examples of that. You know, they're six months in the business. They've done eight deals. You know, they, they, they're now able to train people. And some of these agents we have, as you know, have done, are able to, to they know more in, now in six to eight months than some agents I know knew in two years, Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Because of what you just said, they modeled somebody's behavior. They shadowed somebody that's already doing it. You know, go out for coffee. You guys want to go out for coffee with Sean and I? Just hook us up, man. We'll go out for coffee. We'll talk to you. But uh, or have a Zoom call for that matter. Like I don't care. It's all about distributing value. But you got to be. Don't be shy to ask for it. Um, and if the person says no, then you don't want to be shadowing or modeling that person in the first place. So who cares, right? Mm -hmm. I think. Um, 
I think shadowing and modeling is good. I mean, I mean, find somebody that is doing what you want to do and shadow them, right? And learn from them and ask them questions. What do you do? How do you do it? How often do you do it? Um, what are your shortcomings? You know, what are your successes? Let's talk about your wins. So I think it's, you know, everybody that comes to me and says, hey, I want to work with you. And there's a lot of them. And I, I always ask, I don't allow everybody to come in, but I always say, what do you want? You know, this isn't about me. This is about you. Tell me about your work ethic, because this isn't hard work or, or this isn't hard business. Sorry, it's hard work. Tell me about your work ethic. You want me to do everything for you? You want me to give you the leads? You want me to do? I'm not interested in working with you, you know, and, and that's what I think a lot of people's failure is based on is because they're fucking lazy, man. <laughs> yeah, the, la- the lazy thing is real. Yeah. Busy being busy, right? The lazy you know? thing is real, unfortunately. It is. It sucks, but it, it's it's real. And so... Um, I think another one, as we're, as we're kind of on this point a little bit, because um, you, you, you really should in this business, there's so much to learn. Like you have to learn marketing, you have to learn construction, you have to learn renovations, you have to learn what a house that 100 years old has, what the house that is 50 years old, uh, 20 years old, new things to look for in all those age brackets. Um, you have to navigate through like buyer motion, seller motion. Like there's like a million moving parts to this business. Mm. And if you don't have a background in like two or three of these things, you're, you're going to just get swallowed whole. And as I'd be like, Oh, I can learn, I can do it. But it's like, like, it's, it's like learning to, to walk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're brand new. Yeah. So when you're looking for uh, a mentor, I think one of the first things that I would ask, um, because you do want to get, tutelage right from people yep like well the very first things that i would ask is like okay perfect like you know you're willing to work with me i would like to work with you what's my ideal schedule look like i think is what you should ask your mentor so what does my ideal schedule look like and then sit down and see what schedule they build you right does it start at 6 a.m does it start at 7 a.m does it start at 9 a.m does it not even start do they just give you a list of tasks that you should do throughout the day and then can they break down those tasks into tangible actionable steps because a lot of them can't. And um, yeah, so like for me, I, if I was interviewing somebody, I'd be like, I want to know what to do from the minute I wake up. Like mm-hmm. literally from the minute I wake up, what should I be doing? Because I'll do it, right? Like, yeah. like you're, you've got the business I want to do. I'm looking to emulate you. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel at this point. What exactly should I do? And if they can't produce a schedule based on prospecting and how to keep you prospecting all day, that person is probably just going to be there to answer your questions. That is very different than a mentor, right? And everybody gets this confused, right? My broker is so nice. My mentor is so nice. My this, my this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, what are they doing for you in your business? Well, anytime I have a question, they're there for me. Like, <laughs> that, that's the bare minimum. Absolutely. That's the bare, sure they're nice when they call. I'd be nice too if I was getting 20, 30, 40 grand out of you every year for a couple of phone calls. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. I'll be nice to you. I'm off on my fucking boat in the middle of the ocean somewhere on my seventh seventh trip to fucking Miami for the year. Yeah, I'm a good place to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a big thing for people to understand is, is when they're looking for guidance and mentorship, is it someone that's built a business the way that you want to build it in a current market? Uh, if they say it's all repeat and referral, run. <laughs> like run. Yeah. Yeah. Run. Uh, and, and can the first step is, can they build you a schedule? And then when they build the schedule with you, right? Not for you, but with you, the steps inside be like, okay, how do I do these steps? What obstacles am I going to run into doing these things? 
Um, what, what, when will I know I'm winning and when will I know I'm losing so I can adjust all those kind of things. And if they can't do that for you, they're, they're just there to answer your questions and take your money. Yeah. I liked what you said there about adjust and modify, right? Because if it's not working, you got to pivot. And a lot of people, what they do is they keep, I read this, this amazing, I read the, I read it all the time. Actually, it's called U squared. The book's called U squared. It's you with the number two. And, um, and what, what the way the book starts uh, uh, is he talks about this fly and he's actually sitting in, in uh, the mill. Um, um, I think it's the old mill in Toronto anyways. And this guy's from Dallas, the author, he's a doctor. And he goes, and I, I hear this intense battle going on and uh, all I, and, and, and it's a fly and the fly is trying to, get out of the room by going harder and harder and harder into the glass. Okay. And the fly's going nowhere, but if the fly went 10 feet to the left, he could just fly out the door. Right. And that, and, and what he meant means is how he, how he, he translates this is people and, and walking out the door or flying out the door in the flies case is a quantum leap. Right. But a lot of people, what they do is they work hard they keep flying and flying and flying and flying into the glass and nothing changes, right? Whereas, and you can totally do it for years, right? But you, if you just go 10 feet to the left, you could quantum leap out the door and you're you're in a different space. So my point and what you said was to change and, 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 and modify and, and that's getting to that quantum leap uh, stage as opposed to just keep flying hard and hard into the door. I'm going to make all these cold calls. And, and, and eventually it's going to, it's going to come to something and, you know, six months goes by, you've wasted six months and we know guys like this in our business and, and nothing comes out of it. They did one fucking deal yeah. and, you know, in six months, yeah. not days, not days, months. And, yeah. and because they kept flying into the glass. And yeah. so you got to pivot, man, you got to pay attention. You really need to pay attention. And I find a lot of agents don't pay attention. They're, 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 and here's another one. They all think they're entrepreneurs now because they're on their own, right? How many, how many uh, employees does, does a real estate have of their company? Yeah, one. <laughs> so if that one's not getting out of bed in the morning, guess what? Yeah. There's nothing happening, right? No. no, that's a big one. Everybody wants to do the CEO moves, but they don't want to do the employee things and they ain't got no employees. So you ain't, you ain't a CEO of nothing. I love the people that put the title like CEO in their bio. I'm like, <laughs> like CEO is a real thing. You know that, right? Like, yeah. like you, you don't even have an admin yet. <laughs> CEO. Like, I'm like, I'm glad you visualized that and put that on your vision board or something like that. Right. Yeah. But, but you look like a damn fool when you yeah. put CEO in your bio to the world. And, and you yeah. have none. I don't know if that's a lack of insecurity or what. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, like you are the only employee of your organization. Everything is on you. That's why everything we're talking about today and, and, and that, that can help you. A lot of agents don't do it. So they fail. Here's another one. Uh, and we have agents that we know uh, in our group that that have uh, you know been in the business for two years. So it's the it's I call it the the sophomore jinx. So they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to prospect, and they exhaust their sphere in their first year. And they do like three or four or five six deals, and they make 150k in their first year. And it's all through people that know, like, and trust them. Right? There's fear, 
And because they haven't prospected, they're like, oh, money's coming in. This is great. I'm going to, I'm going to relax. I got, I just got paid 25 G's. I'm good. I'm awesome. Right. And it should never be about that paycheck. It should be about the process. And then what happens in year two? Holy shit. Phone's not ringing. I got nothing going on. I haven't done a deal in three months. I haven't done a deal in four months. I haven't been paid in six months, you know, because you, you failed. You didn't prospect when you were supposed to be while the sphere money was coming in and you, uh, you didn't prospect and you didn't have the pipeline filling for all the other deals so that you get busy enough that you can't handle it. And then you got to bring people on to help you. Right. How many people do we know like that? Yeah. Too many. Right. And then, and then what are they there? Oh, maybe I should have, what's this conversation like? Maybe I should start looking for a job. I haven't had a deal in six months. Right. Or maybe I should go work on a team. Right. And give them even more of my money that I don't have. That's right. No disrespect to teams. And this is a specific person I'm talking about in a situation. Teams are great. If you're on a good team, because there's a lot of value teams can, can, can give. Okay. Let's talk about that. What are your thoughts on a new agent coming out and going into a team environment right away or a collaboration group? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you want to be really careful with teams, like really, really careful. And um, you want to see who you are as a person as well. Uh, Some I've learned like, like beyond the hard way. And I'll, I'm going to circle back to teams in a second because it'll all tie in. You know me, man. I do like these giant circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, you have to understand that every time that that you lose a deal or you lose a customer, that's, a, that's an expense, right? That's a lesson that you just paid for with lack of commission. And if your average commission is $8,000, $10,000, $15,000, every lesson you learn is $10,000, $15,000. And if you don't pick up that lesson, you're doomed to learn it again and again. So that same lesson might cost you thirty, eighty, $100,000 until you learn how to navigate around whatever that situation was. And trust me, I have lost more money than you guys could fucking imagine in lessons. Like I, I should have probably 10 doctor degrees in, in the cost <laughs> of learned lessons. Um, I was doing the math and I'm, I'm going to circle back to this to answer your question. I was doing the math and uh, this last version of my team. And it's funny because one of these guys that I talked to that, that um, runs a big team in the city, he's like, Oh, there's no way that this is going to work. It's not going to go, you're going to go bankrupt and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, it'll work. Like, fuck you. Right. The, the yeah. version six of my team. Uh, do you know, did I tell you, Will, do you know how much this team cost me in the last, like call it five months under six months? Yeah, I think you told me once it was 3 a.m. my time, uh, 5 a.m. my time, because you weren't sleeping. But let's 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 talk about it for the listeners. Half a million dollars lost in less than half a year. How many That's people? That's a lot of sacks underwear, brother. <laughs> <laughs> How many people can lose half a million dollars? Yeah. in a half a year so that's that's expenses and lost commission right when you oh, listen to that half a million dollars okay half eddie half yeah we ain't talking five thousand ten thousand we're talking five hundred thousand dollars in less than half a year and that's in in lost lost revenues generated and expenses for the team okay yep so what happens is i'm i'm to my own detriment i love figuring things out on myself right i don't really listen too well to people 
But had I hired someone that's done what I've done or done what I'm trying to do and paid them 50 grand, paid them 100 grand, I would be $400,000 better because they've already been through what I've been through. They've already made the mistakes. They've already saw the results or lack of results. And um, they could help me navigate through that. The right person could do that. But there's a million people out there that say they can do that, but they haven't been through it and they can't help you. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's so many like coaches, team leads, mentors, all that stuff that will claim they could show you the way, yet they've never walked the path. So they're just the same as me. You know what I mean? They're like, they're trying to figure it out as well. They're looking at what they've seen on the internet and who they've talked to in the broad or whatever. And they're like, you should do this, you should do this, but they haven't done it. So yes. if you want to start on a team, I would like to make sure that the team lead is doing production or has done production that you want to do. And they've done it in this market because what most teams are going to do is they're going to just get you a bunch of internet leads, paid leads, and then they're going to um, show you how to work those, which is great, but they'll never show you how to get them. And if they haven't built their business today, they can't show you today's things and you'll be stuck on that team forever. And if you leave, you're starting with basically zero knowledge, right? You've yeah. got more confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like with your mentorship and stuff, um, like a collaboration group or a mentorship group or stuff like that. Um, again, we're plugging ourselves here, obviously, because I, 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 tr I truly believe it's the best place for people to learn and grow. 100%. But, but a group like that, where everyone's got vested interest in each other and you're learning from people that have done it is the best place to learn and grow. And think about it. Like if you do 10 deals your first year, you're, you're like in the top 0.1% of new agents. Um, but how many, and you did it by yourself, how many deals did you lose to get those 10 while you're learning? Well, you probably lost 30. So would it make more sense to join a team of, that teaches you the right way where you could avoid the mistakes or get through the mistakes so you close 20 or 25 your first year, you only lose a couple? Mm -hmm. um, or join a group like ours that costs you literally nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and you get the same advantage, right? Yeah. Like I have, I have so many agents in my group and it's a group, it's a collaboration of group and people have misconstrued it as a team. It's not a team. My group is my group, right? It's my family. And, uh, the thing I love about it is I don't take a dime off any of them for their time. Right. And so, um, I, I just want them all to be successful and do well, and they have access to me to answer their questions and to help them if I need to go on visits with them or, you know, a couple of our, our agents, unfortunately, had COVID the past week and I was opening doors uh, for these for these uh, for their clients just to help you, them out. You were the new agent. Yeah. And it was it was kind of cool just to be I mean, I do my I have my own business, but to be out there helping and supporting the people that are in my group so that they can deeper that relationship with their client because that client knows that person has access uh, to me as well. So I, I always, I always do that. And I don't like taking, uh, I, I, you know, I, I would rather teach them how to generate their own leads and nurture, because I always say to my guys and knock on wood, you know, I, if I, if I'm your, your guy and I'm a team lead and I get hit by a bus tomorrow and I'm the one that's giving you everything, your life's going to be upside down because of that accident. Right. But if I can teach you how to do what I do so that it doesn't matter whether I'm in, you know, Turks and Caicos or, or BC, your bus still keeps on moving, right? And so does your business as a result. So, 
you know, I think it's great. And, you know, I want to just go back to opening doors for a sec because it brought something to my mind uh, in a previous life. Whereas I know a lot of agents are transactional door openers. Okay. I came up with this on a podcast previously. And what this means is you're just trans opening doors for transactions. Um, you know, you're not, you're, you're, you're being transactional mindset. And a lot of new agents are all about the money because they have none, right? They have all this money going out on, on board dues and this and signs and cards and blah, 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 blah. And they have no expenses. All the expenses are coming out. There's nothing coming in to supplement the expense going out, right? So they're very money conscious, I find. And I deal with a lot of them. And I try to slap a few of them around saying, stop making it about the dollar. You have to make it about the relationship. And in order to deepen that relationship, what we've done is, if you're a new agent, I go out with you a couple of times and I book showings on properties. And I, and I walk through the exterior. I walk through the interior and I point out stuff that you need to be looking at and pointing out on, 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 on buyer tours rather than just being a transactional door opener. So do you like the color of the cabinets? Yeah, they're great. I love white. Great. That's awesome. Should we write up an offer? Meanwhile, the foundation's cracked. The furnace is 20 years old and the shingles need replaced and, and the windows are 30 years old. Right. So, you know, having to, to deepen that relationship with a buyer and being taught how to do it as a new agent, is going to give you confidence moving forward. Whereas if you don't have that, your chances of success are not that high. I mean, I had it when I started in this business 18 years ago. Uh, the guys that I still talk to today, man, they helped me a lot. And, you know, I obviously learned a lot along the way, but they helped me a lot. And uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I said from day one that I was going to give back. Uh, from what I received. And I, I just give. That's all I care about now is giving. Give, give, give. Because I don't want people failing. I don't want people bouncing out of this business. There's no reason to do it. You know, there really isn't any reason to do it. It's funny. I was in a clubhouse room on Mindset yesterday uh, and I was sitting in there and, and one of the guys says, this guy says, two agents, okay, or two people have the exact same stuff in front of them and available to them. One makes a million dollars, one makes 10 grand. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Mindset, 100%. Same tools. Yeah, it's not tools. Tools yeah. are out there. Everyone has access to them. It's mindset. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like you could, you, you could have a drill and use it as a hammer and it ain't going to get you too far, right? That's right. Yeah, you can have a saw and use it as a screwdriver and it ain't going to get you too far. If you don't know how to use the tool, it ain't going to work for you. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people use the tools the wrong way. You're right. And and you go back to the fly flying through into the glass, right? They keep trying to use the tool the wrong way and they're spending time uh, doing it and it's not getting them anywhere. And as a result, the deals aren't happening and they they start looking for other exits. I Which you didn't even know, I think I... I think it's like 87 or 88 or 90% of agents fail. Is that right? It's, it's really high, right? Nine, 92 in the first five years, 80, 80% in the first year. 80% in the first year fail. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, well, one, it's, it's like what we talked about at the beginning of the episode here is um, they don't know that their job is prospecting. And a lot of them are afraid to prospect to get customers because if they get them, they don't know what to do when they do get them. 
right? So it's yeah. like that subconscious fear and then not knowing what to do. And then, yeah, I do think like, you know, this generation laziness, like yeah. I, uh, like with, like I said, like the last version of my team, I would give them every morning uh, a blog to write on something, right? I'd be like, okay, guys, like here's the lesson for the day. Now you write a blog about it so that you can understand uh, and teach it. And then you can communicate a post on social media. And there's another tool in your tool belt that you can use um, to, uh, to negotiate or talk with customers or clients or give value. And then I would circle back and they'd be like, okay, who wrote blogs and nobody. And I'm like, well, but you were, you were, you were here all day. Yeah. What were you doing? Like following up. I'm like following up with what? You have no customers. Like, <laughs> you know, I, mean? I don't, I don't, I don't know what you did all day. I really don't know what you did all day. Like I can't understand what's going on. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, I know. And it's frustrating, too. It really is. Um, and you know, you know what? Those people fizzle out. And there's certain people, you know, you can lead them to water, but you can't force them to drink. Right. And uh, that's all you can do. And it's and they might have thought that this business was something they wanted to do because of everything that all these successful people have. But they quickly find out that it's not uh, when they have to start putting boots on the ground and putting the effort in. And uh, that's why a lot of people fail. So I'm going to wrap up because uh, we've been going here for about an hour. And I want to I just want to just recap, you know, if you're not prospecting, you're unemployed. So make sure whether you're new, you're you're experienced, you've got a prospect. I would you're leaving money on the table. And if you don't know how to do it, uh, reach out to Sean or I. We'd be happy to chat with you, uh, maybe talk about a schedule. Um, you know, if you, if you have a mentor, reach out to that mentor. If you want an accountability partner. Um, we're here. This is what we do. This is why this is the sold school podcast for real estate. So uh, on that, I'll end it. I'll see you guys next week. And don't forget, uh, Sean and I will be here every week uh, delivering content and goodies for you guys. We are also live in Clubhouse, 10 a.m. Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time every Tuesday. We're in there, uh, sold school real estate. So on that, we'll, uh, we'll take off. See you, Sean. Always great, buddy. Yeah, awesome, man. Have a great rest of the week. Well, start to the week. <laughs> yeah, you too. Let's crush it. All right.